Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Joe Bankford, CIO at UCSF Medical Center and Campus. In this segment, Bankford talks about three key lessons in change management that he took from his consulting days, what it was like working for Ross Perot, and the huge challenge academic organizations face in securing data without stifling creativity. I can imagine that that was uh, challenging in, in a lot of ways, um, you know, combining two different uh, IT departments. And what was, what was your approach as, uh, you know, stepping in now as the CIO of both, just as far as, you know, that, that's such a, a huge change management uh, situation? Yeah. I have some uh, advantage in this in that uh, I, I grew up in the uh, outsourcing industry. Uh, I worked for Ross Perot for many years. And... Um, my job was consolidating IT organizations uh, through through outsourcing arrangements, some of which were successful and some of which I bumped my head on quite substantially, um, <laughs> but yeah. but learned a great deal. Um, the, the 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 biggest thing to this is to be uh, first to move swiftly. You don't want this to go on for a long period of time because once people know that we're consolidating and this is going to be a material change. There is a certain degree of productivity loss that you realize because people spend a great deal of er uh, energy uh, worrying. Um, yeah. So you want to get through this with some purpose, um, some uh, meaning purpose in terms of speed. The, the second thing is transparency um, is extraordinarily important and, and oftentimes hard because in a consolidation, there's usually uh, there's some good news, but there's usually some bad news. Uh, oh, oh, I don't need two security officers. No, I don't need two CIOs, and I don't need two um, network managers. Um, and so there's, there's pain there. And it is just extraordinarily important that you are transparent about what some of the changes are going to be. And trans if you can't be transparent about the specific changes, you need to be transparent about the process that you're going to follow to get to the end point. So people... Um, understand the pace that we're going to move, the kinds of things that are going to happen, and the method in which we're going to make such uh, an important trust builder. And, and trust is the number one thing uh, in, in a process like that. It is in general uh, for that matter. But when you're going through a, a co an organizational change of that magnitude, you can lose trust quite easily and people become uh, a bit paranoid and uh, they stop as much working for you and more working uh, against you or in spite of you. <laughs> yeah. um, so transparency uh, has everything to do with trust. And even when the news is bad, people need to know. Um, yeah. They also need to know that you're going to be fair, you're going to give them time to understand the facts and give them the time to make decisions based on facts and not on fear. And you just have to communicate an extraordinary uh, amount. It takes a great deal of effort. It can't be the last thing on your to-do list. It has to be very near the top. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can imagine it was interesting going through it, um, you know, now in the CIO role, when, whereas you had gone through it before, you know, from the other perspective, uh, seeing how the two, two departments combine and, uh, you know, not having yeah. that consulting uh, perspective, but the different one, I'm sure that that was really interesting. I have uh, I've been so very pleasantly surprised um, at being uh, inside of an organization uh, as a leader versus coming in from the outside as a consultant. 
or or as an outsourcer. Um, yeah. It it's um, I mean I had a great career uh, at Perot and enjoyed it tremendously and and pretty much everything that I've learned I've learned through um, uh, through the 25 years that I spent doing that kind of work, um, much of which was in the healthcare space, but um, being on the ground, a part of the organization, um, and uh, being embraced by the people and the and the leaders, and uh, uh, really uh, wanting to help you be successful versus being uh, almost afraid, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, uh, n- not all that embracing. This has been a very pleasant experience, and you know, I I would say that. Um, uh, in in my past, my motivation has been largely um, motivated by the inspirational leader that I had. You know, Ross can be quite uh, impressive and impactful. Um, nothing like what you saw in the in the campaign, by the way. Yeah. And um, here, uh, we certainly have inspirational leaders, but uh, being in a system like UCSF, you're really inspired by the mission so much and you get exposed to it almost every day and uh, it's extraordinarily motivating you just don't want to let these people down because they're doing such incredible work Um, very very different and uh, very satisfying yeah yeah i can imagine how interesting it must have been to to be around ross perot somebody who's accomplished (laughs) everything he has and has that at least seems like a very uh, interesting personality He's fantastic. Um, yeah. Cares about people uh, first uh, in in every way. I think that's the key to his success. It was uh, wonderful to learn from. Now, as far as um, you know, making that that move to uh, to the provider side, um, did you have any hesitancies about that, especially being you know so many years um, with Perot? Oh, it scared the hell out of me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, in in fact, it's still. Um, this is still an intimidating job, and I, I think m- most CIOs, especially those of, that have only been doing it, you know, for a handful of years, if 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 they don't tell you they're somewhat intimidated, <laughs> they're probably not being transparent with you. Uh, you know, I, I work in an organization that not only are the stakes high um, to to our patients, um, they're the stakes are high for society in terms of the cost of healthcare, in terms of the research and the, the diseases that we're uh, trying to uh, mitigate, um, and, and the level of people that you work with in an institution like this. I, I literally stopped uh, Googling uh, the names of people that I was going to meet with here when I first got here because it's, it's extraordinary to yeah. read what these people do, and you walk in the room and say, I just don't think I can contribute to you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the brightest, best and brightest, and the, you see their resumes. Yeah. yeah, you see their resumes, and oh yeah, yeah, there was this Nobel Prize thing, but that's no big deal. <laughs> sure. um, and uh, you know, so you you almost have to not think about that and focus in on how in the world can I help you. Right. Uh, the hard part uh, in a place like like this, and this goes to. Uh, you know, one of the the bigger challenges that we deal with is uh, there are some aspects of the culture that are unbelievable and they're uh, unbelievably good and other aspects that create risk. Mm -hmm. So in a very creative, um, 
environment like this, um, security is not exactly the first thing that comes to people's brain. As a matter of fact, um, uh, independence is the first thing that comes uh, to the brain. And so it becomes a challenge to uh, try to modify the culture and to do it in a way that um, is more safe for the institution but doesn't stifle um, the uh, the creativity and um, uh, productivity of the organization. And certainly information security is is one thing that definitely requires culture change, in, not just at UCSF, but at every uh, health system and certainly every academic medical center uh, in the United States because um, the stakes there are now quite high as well. And it, um, uh, that's been a challenge um, to, you know, to look at these people who are doing these incredible things and say, you have to do these things differently. Yeah. And, you know, here's how we're going to do that, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some technical controls in place that, that may drive you crazy, and I'm going to work like crazy to get you acclimated to this so it's second nature. Um, uh, but that, that's been a very difficult part of the job. Uh, but we're making great progress. Yeah. yeah I can imagine it's, it's not easy being the person who has to have those conversations. <laughs> well, you know, no one's throwing darts at pictures of me or anything like that. But, uh, you know, they do, they do keep their eye on me fairly close. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I guess the last thing I, I would just ask is um, how, how do you – in this in this really rapidly changing industry, in an organization like yours, I mean, how do you see things c- continuing to evolve uh, for for the CIOs and for for the CIO role? Well, that is, um, it's definitely uh, moving quickly. And in in, uh, in fact, if you if you look in the healthcare marketplace at the kind of people that are in CIO positions, you, uh, at least I have seen a mix and. Um, there are some organizations that have made a conscious decision. They want a physician in that role. Um, and uh, there are some big pluses to that, and there are some minuses to that. And others have decided, you know what, I just need somebody that understands technology and can work with, with, the, uh, uh, with the departments and the physician community uh, very well. And there's pluses and minuses to that, too. I, I, I think regardless of the kind of person that's in the job, uh, the, the job is changing in a few ways. First off, the, the infrastructure aspects of this, um, I mean, they're always going to be excruciatingly, excruciatingly important, but, they're, um, but they have to just be automatic. And the degree of, of focus and attention that the CIO pays to that, to that kind of, uh, uh, you know, running the data center and the network and the service management process and all that, very important, has to be automatic so that you can spend time engaged uh, with, the, uh, uh, with the business in, in so many different ways, you know, from a financial perspective and uh, administrative perspective, certainly from a clinical perspective. And you have to surround yourself with people that have business contextual knowledge. Um, you need people that look a lot like clinicians um, that also happen to know a lot about technology. I think that trend will just continue. In fact, I, I, we, we see this here. Uh, people, people talk about um, uh, shadow IT and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, I don't really like that term. I think um, shadow, shadow IT has a little bit of a negative connotation. Yeah. 
technology is moving closer and closer to the business every day, and it's impossible for a central IT organization to understand at a granular enough level the business processes and business issues uh, and how to apply technology to those things. So I'm very much trying to support um, a greater engagement with the business, not to say, hey, you guys don't do this tech stuff. Just tell us what you want and we'll do it. I'm trying to establish it where, look, you guys have to get in the technology business. Um, you know, there's lots of devices and apps and uh, 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 databases and applications, et cetera, that, that you need, and you need to move on very quickly. We just want to be engaged in the process. Um, over time, I would suspect that the central IT department is going to be more focused on uh, assisting the departments in digitizing every workflow that they have, and making sure that the data they create is integrated and um, well-defined and is an institutional asset and not a siloed departmental asset. So the data is going to be probably the most important thing to make sure that as departments become more and more savvy in IT that, that they don't just create silos. The second part is that the applications and, again, the data that they create are uh, hang well with the rest of the institution and integrate appropriately. So integration is a big part of what central IT will always have to do. Security, clearly. Uh, departments are going to um, not have this on the top of their brain. And in fact, we're in the process of cleaning up uh, many security issues associated with departmental IT because historically we haven't been engaged enough. So security, again, is something I think the central IT department is always going to have to own uh, and, and collaborate with departments. And, um, you know, and certainly the core infrastructure things, and, and, and then from an application front, the, the really big, um, what I'll call systems of record, like, you know, the medical record system, the ERP system, um, you know, some of the, the research administrative type systems, uh, the student information systems, those kinds of things. But you know, and those things I would see would be important things to operate centrally, but so much of the innovation is going to happen in the departments with very pointed technologies, and we just need to put people on our staff that can engage in those departments and work with the people that really understand the business. So that's the, that's the shift that I'm trying to make. I think that takes a few years uh, to make that happen um, because it's retooling either the people that we have or, or getting different people. Very good thoughts on, uh, on on where the role is going, and it's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> it's, it, it does require a very different mindset. I mean, of course, it's been changing quite a lot for several years. Um, so, you know, the old adage of you got to get out of the data center and go engage with the business is kind of an old thing. But, I mean, it is essentially what the message is. Yeah. Not not the easiest role in the world, but it seems like it's one that uh, you know it, you you uh, you found the right role and found a, a place that uh, that feels like home. It feels good, feels good. Other than the days that I'm scared to death, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> if I if I wasn't a little bit worried about uh, about being able to deliver what the institution needs, then I probably wouldn't be. It, it would mean I'm not paying attention. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we've um, we, we've covered a lot of material, and I, I really want to thank you for talking about the work you're doing, and you know, passing along some of these uh, those best practices for CIOs 
who uh, read and listen. So um, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, I hope it was helpful. And uh, just let me know uh, where the process goes from here. Yep, I will. I, would, I definitely right. will. And I'd like to catch up with you again down the road because I'm sure we have more to talk about. Okay, that sounds just fine. It was, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right, thank you so much. I'll be in touch. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.